welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Drag Race UK Season 1, Episode 4, titled Snatch Game. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two lousy scousers from the YouTube channel WDW Aristocrats. Please say... I just want to play on those tit trumpets. <laughs> To Daniel J. Brewer, I will tell you Hello, Joe Batanz. Hello, Daniel J. Brewer. That was the wrong quote for you, but we'll just give it to our next co-host. That's right. um, But before you introduce him, you know, Joe, I I, I did learn a piece of advice from uh, doing podcasts all these years, and that is if your co-hosts both have big personalities and are really loud, you just got to be louder. (laughs) Taylor, you got to understand something. Uh, Daniel does a thing where he does a quote from the show. Every episode. Oh, is I, that what that is? Yeah. Oh, didn't you listen to the app? Didn't you last, last week's episode? He explained it. Oh, no. I haven't. I've only listened to the first. No. Have I listened oh, to well, I look, don't know. the world's biggest RuPaul's Drag Race recap fan from uh, <laughs> the podcast pod is my co pilot. Please say. My poor nanny tastes like a fondant fence. Oh, my God. <laughs> to Taylor, the latte boy. What's the crack, Taylor? Oh, reunited, and it feels so good. Hello. Yeah, everyone should. If, you, if anyone want to hear reunited for the first few minutes of the us getting together before we started with taping, um, <laughs> it was Taylor crying because he couldn't lower the volume. And Daniel, yeah, what's your, what's your, you know, it's not Joe. You can go ahead and tell them it's a brand new afterthought media show called Tech Talk with uh, Taylor and Daniel. <laughs> Where Daniel explains things and I just cry. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, is what it was. Where, I just, where there's long pauses and I just go, what? What? Yeah. That's, that's pretty much, that's it. That's the show. Yeah. But uh, what a very special day. We have the original crew back together. I guess if you forget season seven, uh, we have the original <laughs> crew back together of Taylor, Joe, and Daniel. Uh, Donna who? <laughs> Well, look, Donna Sugars doesn't listen. Do you think Donna Sugars listens to our this, oh, there's cat dance? Look, it really I, uh, is. That, that, I think Donna died and embodied my cat. So yeah. now every time we mention her, my cat just starts. Somebody's is. pussy is loud tonight. <laughs> it is just like season eight. Cats <laughs> making fun of Donna Sugars. Taylor can't operate volume. Daniel's probably high. Oh, oh is that true, Daniel? Are you high? I I was like at three o'clock this afternoon, but probably not now. Okay. Which oh, park yeah. I mean, were you at? I haven't. What? Which park were you at? <laughs> Which park was I at? What does <laughs> that mean? It was at my it. apartment. Oh, I don't get what that means, Daniel uh, Taylor. It, because it's a Thursday at three o'clock. And I was he, working from home, Taylor. He randomly, like, I will find pictures of him on Facebook where on like a Wednesday at 1030, he's like, oh, you know, I had a, I had a break between meetings. So I decided to go ride Spaceship Earth. See, Taylor, here's the thing. I don't have the same kind of job you do. I don't have people. People, no one ever wants to talk to programmers. So we don't have meetings. Yes, but they're lining up to talk to a therapist. (laughs) I'm just saying you have to actually face to face with somebody. So you have to be somewhere. We have the freedom to, as long as we're turning in our work, they really don't care where we're at doing it. Okay. Well, good on you. Which is to say, if you've ever gone to your doctor and had a problem with your EHR software, it's probably because I wrote it while I was on Spaceship Earth. So, oh, oh good, good, good to know. <laughs> do you ever have you have you written any code whilst at uh, at Disney theme park? No, I would never do that. Hmm. Now, by the way, uh, Daniel recently posted uh, his finally. We've all been waiting it, clamoring for his review of the Disney cruises 
That's on right. uh, Faded Breath. On WDW Aristocrats. Now, there's no bigger right. fan of Disney Cruises than this Taylor Lante boy. Taylor, have you watched this video yet? I did. I watched it last oh. night. Oh, oh well, now special. you're up to three views, Daniel. I know. I do. <laughs> Just cruising right along there. Yeah, and uh, and, uh, and and now you've but you Daniel. Here's the thing, guys. They're actually friends in real life. So you guys have already you, you already were debriefed, correct? Well, yeah, we, oh, yeah. we covered that on this show. Yeah, yeah, I went to dinner with Taylor and Babalu. Mm-hmm. We had Joe doesn't listen them. on his own shows. We had you no. asked me the question. I told you we had the blueberry hamburgers. Mm-hmm. We talked oh, about that's right. the, the cruise. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. I yeah. can't wait till yeah. I get this fucking Joe Batanz. Mm-hmm to florida and i can jam a blueberry hamburger down his mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> blueberry hamburger is also the name of a sex act that i'm looking blueberry hamburger to. was my stripper name in the 90s <laughs> oh god yes exactly well, not good not good there's a salve for that <laughs> yeah blueberry hamburger was named by a stripper who gave me a disease this is getting really awkward <laughs> wow they give you syphilis you know, i didn't is that a golden girls joke because i totally didn't get that joke tonight by the way what? No, I think it was just a dark humor. No, okay. I think it was a, someone who was desperate to be funny. Yeah. So. yeah. I was literally Googling, like, how did Rude <laughs> McClanahan <laughs> die? I kind of feel. Not, yeah. Did no, no, not she, die she, she did not die of syphilis. But I will tell you this. I think if you, I mean, I don't think Crystal did a bad move. If you are on a Snatch Game character and you're a dead celebrity that Rue loves, always just go extra dirty and she'll just, the thought, like, if you did Angela Lansbury, Angela Lansbury has to be the filthiest motherfucker <laughs> ever, <laughs> and you'll just have Rue eat out of the palm of your hand. Well, but we kind of saw that tonight with Mary Berry. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the, Mary Berry. Mary Berry can you can only if you weren't going to go dirty, dirty, you could only say soggy bottom so many times. And she didn't say it once, and she didn't say it once. I I didn't pick up on that as well. You know what she did say though? She had one. My poor across. nanny tastes like a fondant fence. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, why don't we jump right into it? Actually, this week, Davina wants everyone to know that she's a force to be reckoned with. Blue and Cheryl are done being in the bottom. By the way, Daniel and Taylor are not. And the girls get ready for the snatch game. Vanga and Davina fight over the right to portray the Iron Lady. Blue wants to give Mary Barry a hunchback. Alan Carr teaches Rue about the tit shrug. Uh, also, da- also Daniel's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, his classic move is blue hamburger yeah. back in the 80s yeah something Wong struggles to make a decision and the girls give a pretty competent snatch game on the main stage back of chips and the vivian were both named the winners of the challenge while crystal and something Wong were placed in the bottom two after a lip sync battle for their lives crystal was told shantae you stay while something Wong was asked to sashay away taylor you're today's special guest why don't you name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not well, I thought that some of the I, I thought that they got it right as far as the people who were great, the people that were OK and the people that were at the bottom. Yeah. It, it was very easily one of probably the most telegraphed ahead of time who was going to be where um, for the episode. But I thought that the Vivian and uh, Bag of Chips were amazing. Mm-hmm. And I called it. I said to my husband, I said, it's going to be a tie. There's no way that it's not going to be a tie with the two of them. And you could tell because normally when you see Rue laugh at Snatch Game, there is kind of a level of fake about it. She seemed to be genuinely having a good time. 
with some of, especially some of the Michelle jokes. So I very much enjoyed that. I enjoyed watching Rue have a good time at these presentations. Yeah. I am an enormous Spice Girls fan. So I loved seeing Jerry Halliwell, even though they just refer to her as Jerry, because I think her name is Jerry Horner now. And um, so she was great. Also and I my thought, strip name in college. <laughs> Jerry Horner? Mm-hmm. Oh, Horner, I don't even know some, her. Something, something Wong actually did use Jerry Horner at the end of the episode when she came. Yes. Episode. Yes. After she called him something wrong. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I don't know. These, I don't know these Spice Girls. She's not very bright, is she? Uh, I don't know that she's not, I don't know. I don't know that any of them are super bright, but, but I deal. just, I enjoy, I enjoy their music. I think I'm one of three people in the United States that bought their third album after she left the, after she left the Spice Girls, uh, which actually is a really good album. Um, but I, th- but she seems very kind. She seems to have a very good heart about her. And I enjoyed the, the idea of her coming backstage, much like we've seen on Dry Grace classic, with where um, different people had come back and oh, met them, talking, yeah. like Christina Aguilera and Pheromone and and other things like that. I thought it was well, it, I thought it was a nice moment. I don't know how old she is. Hold on, to find out. Computer, how old is Jerry Halliwell? Forty seven. She's not forty seven, is she? No, she's like in her early forties. Oh, is she? Well, anyway, she looks fantastic. Uh, she looks she and she is beautiful. I I did follow her for a while on Instagram, yeah. and she was very much where she and her kids and her husband all have a farm out in the English countryside. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much just videos of her and her little girls like feeding ducks and stuff. And it was very it was very relaxing at times when I'd be sitting at work between appointments and I just needed to relax. I'd watch I'd watch uh, Ginger Spice feed a goose. Why did you? She's born what? in she was born in 1972. She's 47. I was right. Is she really? Was she? Holy shit. Well, how she still, she still looks great. You. How dare you contradict Taylor? I mean, Daniel. <laughs> I didn't t- t- contradict Wow, Taylor. Him, so. uh, Daniel, I want to personally apologize on behalf <laughs> of the show and Afterthought Media for my insolent co-host behavior. That's all right. So something I did not like, the one thing I did not like was... Why'd you stop following her, by the way? Because it was literally just videos of her feeding goose and I couldn't, <laughs> I was tired of it. So mm-hmm. I did, I got what I needed out of it. And then I moved on yeah. to well, what other, did you to need other celebrities and that kind of thing. What did you need of it? Oh, by the way, you guys will both appreciate it. Taylor, did you get the, um, the Instagram ad I sent you? The Instagram ad. Oh, the, the candles. Yeah. Have you, Daniel, have you heard about this? Is this company that not. makes like the Disneyland scented can- or not the Disney. Oh, oh yeah. Park yeah, yeah. The candles? Disney candles. I'm aware of that company. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's funny. You mentioned that because there's a chance that those were already going to be purchased for Christmas presents for people this year. Oh, really? So, yes. Does, yeah. uh, <laughs> does one of those names rhyme with Chaba Chew? Uh, no, no. Oh. I think one of those was going to rhyme with, uh, Bank Luffington. Oh, so, okay. because because my other co-host Taffy does not have the ability to smell. She lost the ability to smell. So even though she occasionally will light candles in her home, she can't appreciate the smell of them. Whereas yeah, I this know. rhyming code seems really hard. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Tell me you cracked the code. You figured out how <laughs> oh. old Ginger Spice was right away. So was of course that, was that was Google. That was Google. That wasn't me. That was Google. Oh, and honestly, uh, Zach had asked earlier today, so I kind of remembered that. It was that. Oh, so you were prepared for that? No, he had he at any time he has a question, he asked that lady, you know, the A lady, mm-hmm. the A lady, the lady. We can't use her name because it'll set off everybody's yeah. A lady. The one oh, that the Jeff Bezos Jeff Bezos' company makes a, a device with it. That name. Okay, 
Now, Daniel, Danny? you're a Google guy. I'm surprised because, you know, I, because I Spotify premium, it said you can get a free Google whatever that thing is, right? And uh, I was like, all right. So I got a, it's coming to me, a free Google something or other, but it, I think it's the version of the A-Lady. Why aren't you using that instead? Because you're Mr. Google. I am. Oh, oh how is it? Uh, my go- I love my Google Home. That that is that is my go-to. To the uh, elect, well, excuse me. The a- Madam A is in the living room, and she is great for timers, weather, mm-hmm. and you know, like playing a podcast or something. Yeah. Uh, also, because I listen to Audible books, she's really good at picking up on the Audible thing because that's also an Amazon company. Yeah. But everything else goes through the uh, the Google Home. So now, Taylor, stop wasting time. What don't you like about the episode? <laughs> yeah, really. Um, the one thing I did not like about the episode was I thought some of the looks were not great, particularly something Wong's. Well, is this your first time watching Drag Race? <laughs> <laughs> it was particularly bad. It was particularly for her. It was particularly. Bad. I don't know. I, I think mean, that was one of the better looks she's had, to be honest with you. It's still bad. No, it's still it's not. It's not a good look. I had, I enjoyed something Wong on the show, but it was time for her to go. All right. What about you, Daniel? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I I misunderstood the question. So I just wrote down that my Poonanny spent what? What what was the my um, two things that I like and one thing that I didn't? Is that what is that the question on the That's table? The, that is the question on the table, Daniel Brewer. <laughs> the two things that I like. Number one, I like the Snatch game. And as you guys may remember from previous, I'm not a huge fan of the Snatch game. I've never really thought it was funny. I never really thought it was good. Yeah. Um even source material wise, like the match game itself, when you have six professional comedians is even hit or miss. So when yeah. you have six drag queens, it's, it's usually just a hot mess. However, as far as drag race snatch games go, this was probably the best one that I've seen in, in, in a very long time, if not the best one that I have seen. So I really enjoyed that. The second thing that I like was I, I liked a blues ending runway look with the big eye. I thought that was really like Sasha Velour level kind of like creativeness there. I thought that was really mm. nice. And then the one thing I didn't like was Baga. I don't know if you remember when I said that she does this thing and I don't know how long, you know, is before it wears out its welcome. It officially wore out its welcome. <laughs> it's like the, I'm I'm going to I'm going to try to explain this in the metaphor of magicians, Joe sure. Yes. I feel like Baga is like a magician who is uh just has really good stage presence, mm-hmm. but is just really lazy about learning the craft. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So she's just skating by on her on her stage presence stuff. So okay. think of her as like a Chris Angel, right? Yeah. She's just like not really that good of a magician. Uh, could be if she tried, but because it comes so easy to her to do the stagecraft stuff, she just really leans back into just the the performance or the you know covering up for things with her personality, yeah. as opposed to really perfecting things. As opposed to like a Lance Burton, who is technically amazing, mm-hmm. but is the most boring thing ever to watch on a stage, yeah. right? So it's like the obviously the holy grail here would be David Copperfield, where you mix the two, you have great stage presence, and you're really technically proficient. Um, so I just feel like Baga. She she angers me because I feel like she's just coasting. She's mm-hmm. just coasting on like stuff that she's done before mm-hmm. and stupid goofy looks as her uh 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 what's her name uh, the snatch game character that now is Margaret, just Thatcher. Totally, Margaret Thatcher yeah Margaret Thatcher where she does the the turn around to look at Rue. It was funny the first time. It wasn't funny the next six times that she did it. It was, it was just kind of just it felt lazy and I and I and I it's I hate to sound like Michelle Vachaz but she could just be so amazing if she just tried. It's like, but because she can get away with it being lazy, 
She does, right? That was the she's worst kind Michelle of the, Visage impression I've ever heard. She's kind of the human equivalent of jazz hands. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Very proud of that one. I just came okay, up with it. I'm going to, I'm going to quote you on that one. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was the one thing I didn't like was, was Bagad. She's starting to, to, to wear on me. All right. Very good. Uh, I'll buzz right through this. I like Daniel. I like the snatch game and like Daniel. I, there are people who always try and judge them. And I said, most of the time they're, pretty lackluster most and 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 there are a few instances where there are people who are very strong but it's it's usually like for for every super strong one there's like an equally weak one so it balances mm-hmm. uh it out this one they were pretty even even something wong was on the low end of competent you know yes like he i would jokes. agree with that yeah um but I w- the next thing I liked was I feel Donald Trump and Margaret Thatcher just hit it out of the motherfucking ballpark. Uh, yeah, I would agree with Michelle. They or was it Rue that said they might be some of the strongest? Or Donald Trump was the strongest stretch snatch game. Michelle character. did. Oh, it was it was Michelle. And oh, here's a here's a deep state conspiracy theory for yeah. you. The actual line that she said is this Donald Trump impression. Yeah. She see she quit doing her fake laugh, mm-hmm. and she now she's picking up Joe Batanzism. Mm-hmm. So I think she actually listens to this show. She might. She might listen to the show. And then finally, uh, what I didn't like, and it, this is something that really comes out in the beginning, but it kind of is more subtle. I'm, this Vivian, right? I'm changing your name from the Vivian to this Vivian. Yes. <laughs> this Vivian, with her stupid cunty attitude in the beginning, like something Wong has just, we'll talk about it later. She's just caught by by the skin of her teeth, like minutes before. It's been a week for us, but it's been minutes for them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, so now you're going to uh, follow what we say? Now, by the way, the Vivian's not wrong, but it's like, is that the time really to bring it up? So this poor soul is just sitting there, like, <laughs> licking her wounds, and she wants to rub the salt right in the wounds. She is. She's very... Uh, she's brutal. Fourth, yeah, brutal. Like, she was also the one who's like, what was your Spice Girl name? And she was just like, bottom two Spice. <laughs> that is a good joke, though. <laughs> Uh, okay, moving on. After Vinegar's elimination, the girls are sad to see Vinegar go, but ultimately they think the right person went home. Davina is thrilled to know that everyone now knows she's a force to be reckoned with, and the Vivian comes for some Ting Wong for not listening to her advice in the first place. Cheryl Hole wonders if everyone's going to stay nice or become cutthroat now, and Davina, in confessional, talks about how it's important to be nice, but you need to be prepared to take people down. Daniel, what are your thoughts here on this uh, cold open intro thing? <laughs> I liked the fact that Davina did like a low laugh instead mm-hmm. of her uh, hyena laugh yeah. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I thought uh-huh. it gave a little thing there. No, I, I like this cold. I I I liked this cold open. I thought it was it was it was fresh. It was good. I liked it. It set a good energy for the show. All right, for, the, for this particular episode. Yes. No, I, my next note is for about something wrong, but it's not from the cold open. That's from the thing after it. So sorry. Oh, okay. Yes, Daniel. That was it. That was I, it. I mean, yeah. Uh, Taylor the Brewer. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would say the kind of following up with what you just said about the Vivian. I think the Vivian is definitely a front runner, mm-hmm. and Vivian is is there to win, as they said, as they said in deliberation. She's definitely she's there with a goal, mm-hmm. and it's. I feel like there are people now rooting for her, but mm-hmm. if she keeps saying things like she said to something Wong, or she keeps coming off with that better than, and I know better than you and that sort of thing, it's going to be very, you know, it would be very easy for her to turn into the villain. 
Mm-hmm. The the Vivian would be the Villian mm-hmm. of the of the season. Yeah. So did you just work, did you work on that one too. Yeah, I, I <laughs> tried to workshop it. <laughs> no. Um, oh God. All right. Well. Uh, yeah. So I that that was kind of yeah that was sort of a moment that was like that's not that now's not the time. Read the room. Read the room. But. Yeah. What are you going to do? What did you think about Davina bragging about, which is so funny on the editor's part to put this in because they know how she does in this episode. But she's like, you know, now they see what I'm capable of and I'm going to show them. (laughs) And you're like, oh, well, you know, you're snatching. Well, but that's that's Mm -hmm. standard reality show trope, right? Anytime somebody comes in and says, you know, I'm feeling really confident about where I am in the competition, you know, they're going to be in the bottom two. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the survivor equivalent of I'm calling the shots here. I'm running this show. No one's going right. to vote me out. But don't you think on previous seasons, uh, the editors on the U.S. version will at least sort of play fast and loose and trying to do like a red herring? I feel here it's like they they telegraph it very obviously. It's very on the nose, so to speak, so that whatever you think that they're getting at, they really are. I've ne- I've not been surprised this season at all by any editing trick. Right. It's all is that di- not just UK though? Is that I, I feel that's just a style. Like when I watch UK shows, they're not really big on the shocking twists, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they're not like like uh, here, a good example. Like their Big Brother, their Big Brother airs like you know when it was on, it aired like six nights a week, and the live streams are going. They didn't ever worry about spoilers or whatever, or whether you were behind or not. They they're not into that whole like let's build a fake narrative. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like. In some respects, they're just more honest in the sense that, okay, we're just going to put it out there. We're not going to try to build up a a fake storyline here Mm -hmm. when there is none. Well, and we don't really have time. I mean, there's only like, what, three more episodes? Yeah. There's not a lot of episodes. There's four more episodes. We're at the halfway point. Right. It's not like on the U.S. seasons where there's, you know, 18 queens, Mm -hmm. um, you know. It, it's where you've got a, you've got time to kind of get to know everybody. They're sort of burning fast and loose through everyone, so you don't really have time for for a lot of the twists that they have. Mm-hmm. At least not this season. Maybe in future seasons of UK they may, mm-hmm. but not this time. All right, very good. Let's move on. The next day, Blue predicts incorrectly that she will be in the top on the next challenge, and Baga calls Cheryl out for being in the bottom three yet again. Ser- Cheryl says she will prove everyone wrong, and everyone points out that she says that every week. And both Blue and Cheryl are told to step their pussies up. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. Ladies, now this week's Maxi Challenge, it is the biggest trending topic since Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> I speak, of course, of a little quiz show we call The Snatch Game. Yeah! <laughs> now, you all know how this works. You give us your best celebrity impersonation, and the queen with the most laughable, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent wins. Simple. Okay, so there's not really much to say at this point right here. I mean, we all know The Snatch Game. We all know how it works. In, in that little brief moment, though, before... Uh, Blue and Cheryl do talk about how they need to step their pussies up, and then they're both safe that week. Uh, somebody I've seen online uh, sort of speculates that they're trying to keep Cheryl Cole around because they're going to no, Cheryl Hole around because they're going to have Cheryl Cole as a guest. What do you guys think about that, or um, or should she have been safe this week? I think she. I think she. She was a very middle of the road. She was. She never seemed to have a shade rattle moment mm-hmm. in her presentation. Yeah. So I would have been surprised if she was in the bottom. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you? What about you, Daniel J. Brewer? 
Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I didn't feel that. I mean, Cheryl, I mean, Blue was saying that she was going to win, right? She was going to call it. She was yeah. going to win. Mm-hmm. He was very confident. And Cheryl was going to show everyone what she had for the fifth week in a row or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I mean, yeah, they're, they're both strong queens. So I don't think like that's completely crazy yeah. to say that. Like, no, they're not horrible. Um, before that happened though, where there was something that on my notes here was something like basically did a Michelle Visage laugh, like after the vinegar joke, like, well, vinegar takes up too much space and like something just did this hideous laugh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, it, oh, no, way. way worse than that. Yes. Yeah, it's something. So it's just to go, Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But wow. it was, it was like a, ha, ha, ha. Oh, and then oh, there was the sound oh. of a gong behind her. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, Let me ask you this question. If there were to be any sort of, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really kind of push you guys in the right direction here. If there were any sort of like <laughs> sea mammal that would play something wrong, what sea mammal do you think it would be? Uh, would it be the uh, the penguin? Oh, no, that's not what I was thinking. What about you, Daniel? <laughs> the penguin not a mammal. Yeah, Taylor, what do you think? <laughs> I Would it be a manatee? That's no. not a sea mm-hmm. creature. I Taylor, was thinking right? walrus. Manatees live in brackets water. A, a, a what? What? A walrus. A wall. Isn't that a bit on the nose? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> We're going to get letters. From whom? Walruses? What? <laughs> like people are going to like take out paper and like write like, dear Afterthought Media. I oh, am Daniel. highly offended by your. If you only knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she knows what she's talking about. And I know what she's talking about because I get the phone calls the next day. So we got an email from... I used to love those emails. Anyway, go ahead. In the workroom. Obviously, yes, a walrus, yes. Yeah. In the workroom, Davina and Baga both find out that they're set to play Margaret Thatcher. There's a little back and forth, but Davina gives in and decides to play Julia Child instead. Uh, Next, RuPaul enters the workroom with Judge Alan Carr. Blue Hydrangea is portraying Mary Berry, but with a hunchback. Davina DeCampo will bring her Julia Child or Posh Spice. Crystal isn't a comedy queen, but she loves funny lip syncs. The Vivian has three characters, characters and does them all well, and something Wong can't decide between two shitty characters. Later in the workroom, Something Wong is having trouble deciding between David Attenborough and Nigella Lawson. Blue and Cheryl, who have not been performing so on the competition, both try to steer some in the right direction. Some finally settles on Sir David Attenborough. Um, your thoughts on the workroom, on the table visits? I did, I did love that Alan Carr came in with an LO governor. Yeah, uh, no, no, it wasn't even an LO governor. It was, it was a variation of that. It was yeah. like, uh, oh shit, what was it? I should have written it down. It'd be a good drag name. Ella Govna. Yes. Thank you. I would be shocked if that wasn't taken. Um, All right. So, Daniel, what what did you think about everything that happened in the workroom, including the table visits and all that jazz? So, again, for the second week, we have this really weird editing thing with the table visits. I kind of noticed this week that in some of the cutaway shots, it was every other queen kind of watching them do the table visit. So it's Mm kind of like not only is it a fake table visit, but they've like set up like stadium seating there for like uh, people to watch the, the, mm-hmm. the fake table reads kind yeah. of a thing. Um, my favorite parts of it were when uh, the Vivian was choosing between Kim, Kim Woodburn. Mm-hmm. So she, she did Donald Trump and then she's of course the legendary Kim Woodburn and RuPaul was like, of course. Yeah. Of she's course. like, bitch, you don't know who Kim Woodburn yeah. is. And no, then, she uh, talked about that. She figured she didn't know who she was at first until the Vivian pointed it out to her. 
And then she said, oh, the one with the ponytail. Like she yeah, did, she yes. did have an idea of who she knew she was. Uh, and then Scylla Black was the other one. Oh, yeah. I looked her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celia Black. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, Priscilla Black. But yeah, Scylla Black. And uh, then uh, what, what Alan Carr was like, she's a scouser. Like, like that's going to help explain mm-hmm. anything like uh, what. Anyway. Uh, well, RuPaul explains it. He says someone from Liverpool. Yeah, well, yeah, but that. Do you think that that was a cutaway? So they probably someone had <laughs> oh, to explain it? it to him, and then it was I didn't probably an probably eighty yard. Okay. Uh, let's see. Also, when something Wong came up uh, at her table visit, and uh, Rue was just like, "You seem like a funny person," and I'm like, "She does what? Yeah. <laughs> what? What has she done that would make you think that she was a funny person, other than mm-hmm. just being, you know, like a large Chinese man? Like, yeah. is that is that a?" Is that a stereotype thing? I don't know. Uh, and then uh, the other thing was when they were trying to convince something to go with David Attenborough. Yeah. Cheryl said, uh, don't go with your head. Go with here, pointing at her her heart. And she goes, so what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm I not found gonna, it amusing. I, I'm not going to lie here. And Taylor, I want you to chime in on this. I'm actually kind of glad you're here because I was going to text you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't usually bring up other shows as much because people know what I'm talking about. But on a recent episode of Pod is my co-pilot, I believe the one that's oh called Baron Frosty is the something or other. Um, yeah. You were talking about how your husband, Babalu, was having trouble deciding on the droid he was creating at the Galaxy's Edge. Yes. And literally immediately when I saw this scene of something trying to choose between David Attenborough and uh, and and Nigella Lawson, and then and that that was Babalu to me, and Blue and Cheryl were you and um, Rodan trying to get him to make a decision. Did you feel this Ex- way too when you watched it? Well, except that, imagine that, but something is standing looking at the David Attenborough and the Nigella Lawson and the Scylla Black and the Donald Trump and every other one and trying to figure out from all of them, like where where they pretty much put everybody's costumes out in front and said, you get to pick the first one. Mm -hmm. That was pretty much the equivalent of when we when we made these droids. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought of. I was like, oh, this must be what it's like to be with Babalu trying to make a decision. Um, uh-huh. All right. Now, Taylor Lottie, what were your thoughts on this whole workroom chapter? Well, I think you see you definitely see a difference in the style of these queens um, compared to when you look at the whole we've got two people wanting to do Margaret Thatcher versus two people wanting to do Caitlyn Jenner mm-hmm. in the snatch game for all stars. Yeah. And the difference in that there wasn't an argument about it. There was there was where we're going to try to work things out, whereas. The American Queens, it was, I mean, the, the classic line is, well, what you want to do isn't necessarily what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, I, 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 there's something very kind about all of these Queens that seems to be, I, I like this about the season. And this is an example of this. Now, you also kind of knew that it wasn't going to go well for Davina because that is the classic, you know, she's going to, she's going to give up her opportunity and then it's going to falter in front of her. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and that may be a, you know, a long game storyline I, and I long game over the next four episodes. But I, I thought that was very kind of her, not only to say, not only do you do it, but here, take my outfit as well. Do you think that was calculated, though? Calculated on whose part? On Davina's part. I, 
Daniel, just like, I have this that will note. play well. I have that note right here. I go, this seems staged. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It, it, it felt like, cause she, she, she brought it up in the confessional. Yeah. That if she hadn't have brought it up in a confessional, if it would have just come out organically in the show, I would have been more on board with it. But the fact that she herself brought it up in the confessional is like, you know what? Instead, just take my uh, outfit. Look at how magnanimous I'm being. Well, well I don't think she was saying it like, look how magnanimous I'm being. I mean, the, the confessional is after the fact. Mm-hmm. So she talked about what happened. I didn't. I didn't look at it as the as a negative or as a self-serving. I just looked at it as uh, they they all seem there hasn't been there's been sniping but there hasn't been a fight yet. And this is the especially when you have such a small group of girls, this is where you start to see the fighting and I'm not necessarily seeing that even though there are times that it feels like they have piled on something or they piled on Cheryl, there hasn't been where there hasn't been the claws hasn't haven't come out yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious if that's going to follow through the whole the whole way. I think or if it's, it's going to get ugly. Yeah, I think it's that a lot of that comes from the pageant world, right? And it's like and there's not the pageant world in the yeah. UK. This is a good point. Yeah. But here's my question. They didn't discuss the snatch game characters they're going to do at some point before the day. They didn't go like, oh, what snatch game? That seems like a natural conversation piece. Oh, what snatch game character are you going to do? What what are you going to do? No one yeah. ever discussed this? Yeah, and, because remember the year that they had the five Madonnas? They had all <laughs> talked about it like early on. Oh, yeah, we all brought Madonnas. And, because they knew that one of the people that had left also had a Madonna look. Or like kimono. Sorry, it was the Madonna Oh, the kimono, kimono look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, now here's the thing too is Baga said she only showed up with one look, but I happen to, I mean, we all know this, that they're, they're supposed to bring up, show up with two looks. That's why, uh, Davina had her Julia Child look. And I think that's why Davina is incredulous when Baga says, no, I only brought the one look because they're, yeah. they're supposed to show up with two looks in case the producers have them do another look. And it's why Bob was able to, was it Bob or Monet? Uh, who did, who, who's the one that did both, um, Carol Channing. Carol Channing. And Bob. It, yeah, Crazy Eyes. Yeah and, yeah. and so, I mean, they all show up with two characters. And so, like, I don't know why Bag was like, no, I, I don't have anything else. Because she didn't want to give up. She didn't want to give up Margaret Thatcher. So then why does Davina she, give in, you think? Why does Davina give in? Yeah. Because what 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 Baga did was walk over and say, oh, yeah, you're doing Margaret Thatcher. Fine, we'll both do it and see who wins. And then turned away and walked away. Yeah. So that means yeah. you're, she's basically telegraphing of, I there is no compromise to be had here. Mm-hmm. I am going to do Margaret Thatcher. Whether you want to do it or not, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I'm still going to do it. Yeah. Nothing that you're going to say is going to sway me one way or the other. Yeah, it was so, a pissing contest. Yeah, so Davina was pretty much just like, all right, well, you know, I guess mm-hmm. – you know, I'll I'll just do this other or I could pick this fight. But what happens if I do go out there and we both do Margaret Thatcher and we start like screaming over each other mm-hmm. and, it, you know, it turns into a whole mess and a whole mm-hmm. big thing. It's like, you know what? It's just easier and simpler if I just do this other one that I brought. Yeah. And so, you know, I think she brought it up in Untucked where she's like, you know, this isn't a play. This is a contest. Like she was still thinking of it in the sense that, you know, this is theater. This is a play. Like, OK, fine. For the betterment of the show, I will let you do that and I'll do this, right? Mm-hmm. And and in order to make the show even better, I'll let you use this costume, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Even though I still think that was calculated. Now, Daniel <laughs> – now, by the way, Davina says something really odd to her. She goes uh, that, that Davina says she'll share her pin badge if Davina gets it, but, she, but shouldn't it be the other way around? So if Davina <laughs> yeah. wins as Julia Child, she says she'll, she'll share her pin badge with Bag- – why? It should be Bago should share her pin badge with Davina for yes. letting her have the, the – 
Margaret Thatcher bit. Anyway, so I don't think she knows how this game is played. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, one more thing, too. Uh, now, I'm going to go through some of the people they were talking about. Maybe, Daniel, you did some research or something like that. But um, Stacey Dooley. Yes. Do we know who she is? We do. It's in our Discord, and I would. I'm going to to screw it up because I don't have it open in front of me. Dean in our Discord later or earlier today went over things that we needed to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have the Discord up at all, you can look in the uh, Drag Race UK room there. Basically, um, this Dooley person—they're just—they're minor TV celebrities. One mm-hmm. of them does a morning show, yeah. and this Dooley is like a, a reporter for some like not heavily watched they, n- neither one of these were really big gets but well, and th- that kind of tracks with us right we've never really had a big like maybe no. tony hale but i don't know tony. what else we've had <laughs> in daniel's world tony hale's a big get now uh <laughs> silla black he's we- wait he's a pretty big get for a for a cable show tony hale yeah, well, he he he's an Emmy winner for Veep, and he was on with the i forget who the other clea duval they were both on Veep He's also in Arrested Development, and he's Forky. Forky. Um, Forky Now, Daniel, I have to... I'm trash! Daniel, I have to tell you something. I'm very disappointed in you. Why? I was for sure... I was waiting for the moment that you went on one of your classic (laughs) brewer binges where you go on and on about how they don't allow... you know, promotional app and anything on the show. And then all the Epstein and Klein, is this the Parker Epstein and Klein? It's actually scribbled down. Yeah. Yeah. I was going back and forth on that. Cause I'm like, wait a second, that's a sponsor and you shouldn't have a sponsor on the BBC. But then I'm thinking, well, if they didn't pay for it, like that suit was comped eons ago by Klein and it's something that she does on her other show. And they tried to pay it, play it off as like being a A joke. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Did we find out who Scylla Black was? I Googled it. I mean, I, I earlier tonight. Yeah. She, she's a scouser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go on to the snatch game, but before we do, we are going to uh, take a break and we will be back right after this. And we're back for the snatch game. The contestants are Lorraine Kelly and Stacey Dooley. We just talked about them. Meanwhile, we are joined by some very crazy celebrities here. Wacky celebrities here. Uh, we have uh, Davina DeCampo as Julia Child. We have Cheryl Hole as Gemma Collins. Daniel, do we learn who's Gemma Collins? Do we know who she is? is Gemma we- Collins is on a show called Towie. I don't know if you're familiar with Towie. No. Towie is actually an acronym for a show called... Uh, the Only Way is Essex. Yes, The Only Way is Essex. Oh, okay. It's, it's roughly, without uh, having really seen it, it's, it's basically a Jersey Shore for the UK. It's, it's, it's equivalent to the Jersey Shore here in the United States as far as TV reality right. shows go. Right. Very good. Uh, we have it's, the Vivian. Yeah. Uh, we have this Vivian as Donald Trump. We have Bag of Chips as Margaret Thatcher. We have Crystal as Rue McClanahan. We have Blue Hydrangea as Mary Berry. And then finally, Something Wong as Sir David Attenborough. Um, you know, just in general, what were, let me see here. What do I have here? Oh, from the get go, Bag of Chips as Margaret Thatcher and the Vivian as Donald Trump are just slaying the competition. Cheryl Hole as Gemma Collins and Blue Hydrangea as Mary Berry seem competent, while Davina's Julia Child, Crystal's Rue McClanahan, and Sum's David Attenborough seem to struggle the entire time. Daniel, what were your thoughts on the Snatch? I know you gave us some general thoughts at the beginning, but do you have any specific points you wanted to bring up about the Snatch game? Yeah, so I, I found it interesting that out of what, seven queens? Mm-hmm. That three of them were American. 
like three of the characters they chose to play were American. Yeah. It's, uh, so Julia Child, Donald Trump and Rue McClanahan. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just seemed like a really odd kind of thing to me. It's like, uh, some people were speculating earlier that maybe Davina was just trying to play to the international audience. Cause not that many people knew who Julia Childs are, know who Julia Childs is in the UK. That's not like a big household name over there. So I don't know. Uh, I just found that interesting that they, they did that. Um, specific things that I kind of wrote down here was uh, Blue Hydrangea was doing this really weird thing where she was staring straight ahead, kind of looked like she was reading off a cue card. Mm-hmm. And it was distracting to me when she was giving her lines. Mm-hmm. Also, that was a horrible Mary Berry impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone seemed to think it was the most hilarious thing they'd ever heard. But mm-hmm. I, I just didn't get what was funny about mm-hmm. it. Um, also the, the five spice joke. Yeah. Give a Chinese man who goes by the draft name of some Ting Wong. Mm-hmm. Who's now making a five spice joke. It's just yeah. like, it's really, odd. This guy? yeah. It, his whole thing, he's trying to reclaim everything, but yet he's, he's <laughs> no one more is going to the minstrel show of Chinese jokes. than Exactly. And his, his parting, his parting words on the runway tonight. Also, it was yeah. just like, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and even like sort of the accent that he was using for, it was kind of like the stereotypical, like Charlie Chan kind of, it, it was, it felt very, uh, like you, you just said it yourself, minstrel show. Like there wasn't anything. Eventually he just kind of morphed from David Attenborough to into an old Chinese man. Yeah. And then the fact they cut this scene, I saw this scene, they cut a scene, but he crashed a car driving away from the studio. Because, what? Oh, because, <laughs> uh, all right. The other, the other thing I wrote down here, and maybe you guys can help me with this. Mm-hmm. Why was desperation a bad answer, but redundancy was hilarious? Well, I don't I get think the redundancy part. isn't that something that she was famous yeah. for saying. Well, yeah, because redundancy is a is a, a British political term, I think. Ah, yeah. see, that was as I'm not a Margaret Thatcher head there, yeah. so all right, that yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah, we and then the <laughs> the the last thing that I wrote down here was uh, Vivian's answer to. Uh, uh, all T, no blank. And she wrote collusion. I was just like, remember those quaint old times when, yeah. when that was like the thing about Russian collusion? Remember yeah. those good old days back sure when do. this was recorded, when that was the only thing we were worrying about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, abuse of power and breaking laws, just flagrant hell, right? Taylor, what do you <laughs> want to say about that? Do you want to weigh in on that? On which part? About, about Daniel's uh, political statement. No, I do not. <laughs> Uh, Taylor, what were your thoughts on this snatch game? I, well, I kind of feel like mm-hmm. something yeah. really did. She she chose the wrong. She chose the. I think, especially if you had Nigella and Mary Berry sitting next to each other, especially with the filthy humor, which did seem sort of over the top. For, you could have really gotten something very funny between the two of them, and it would have been great. Just because then you've got you've also got three. Uh, culinary personalities on on the stage along with two two political i mean i just the way that margaret and donald played off each other was really interesting i think that something could have really done some something with mary and julia um the 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 one that was most disappointing was rue mcclanahan because there was she was going in and out of a southern 
accent. There was no real, like when you think about Blanche Devereaux, you think about various things that she had said on that show and various things that the way that she acted, that could have been a, it could have been great moments, even like great things in the background. The only thing that Crystal really did was she did the thing where she sprayed herself with a water bottle, which is from a classic episode of Golden Girls. There wasn't really anything about the Rue McClanahan that was remotely of that of that character, of that personality, of that time even. I would even say the outfit wasn't very Rue McClanahan. It was it was all golds and browns and stuff. You know, Blanche Devereaux was known for wearing very bright floral colors. And it just it just was a, it was like a real big misstep. She deserved to be in the bottom two for that performance. Yeah. Now here's my now you know it's so funny. Why is it? Because I've seen someone do Mary Berry before on Camp Wanakiki this past season, the illustrious <laughs> drag competition Camp Wanakiki. Uh, a, a contestant played Mary Berry there, and they did the same thing where they hypersexualize her. I guess it's something. It's funny because she seems to be so prim and proper to hypersexualize her. But it, it, and just like on this one, well. I guess Blue was a little more successful, but I don't think it was that good. It was very whatever. I think it's just a level above David Attenborough. I'm not going to lie. And then didn't it used to be a thing that to play a man on Snatch Game was seen as a bad thing? And so, I, like... Yeah, that's, that's one of those yeah. inside baseball things that we're not really sure. Like, we know that no one had ever played a man until... Uh, Kennedy, was it Kennedy? Kennedy played Little Richard. Yeah, Little Richard. Yeah, but don't you think though? This is the first time they're playing like a straight man, though. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to get at. It's like the the, previously the men that they had played Michael Jackson. I think Thor G. Torres played Michael Jackson. Little Richard. Mm -hmm. Those are all you know, arguably effeminate men. Mm -hmm. Paul Lind. Paul Lind. Yeah, Paul Lind. Dela is bended as a Paul Lind. Yeah, but okay, for being a straight man. Yeah. Donald Trump is as much of a prissy woman as you could possibly ever get. Were you talking about Trump or were you talking about Attenborough? Because I thought you were talking about Attenborough. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I that's I see I see I forgot I forgot something's performance already. So that <laughs> yeah. should tell you where I am. I so guess I apologize. Right. I guess you're right. You know what it is is when is it drag and when is it costume? I think the one thing you can say about uh, Donald Trump is it's very easy to drag. I guess to do him in drag. I mean, he's almost a drag character as it is. Almost like a drag king could do it, you know. But yeah. David Attenborough, he just put old person makeup on in a shirt. That was it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He'd be like coming out and doing like Hal Holbrook or something. <laughs> yeah, he might. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna go down this road. We did get emails about our our whole Linda Lavin. Uh... You guys talked about Linda Lavin. Oh yeah. For oh a my long God, time. we talked about Ironside, mm-hmm. uh, Perry Mason, mm-hmm. uh, Alice. Yeah. What else did uh, I loved Alice? We we can't go down this road again, Taylor. <laughs> We talked about Alice on Sunday nights with the Jeffersons. But look, there's a new girl in town and she's feeling Uh, great. Used to be bad. (laughs) Used to be shy. (laughs) Funniest thing, the saddest part is I never knew why. Working myself for nothing was my favorite favorite sport. sport. 
I had to get out. Sometimes the life's too short. There's a, there's a new girl in town, and I'm feeling good. That's where, that's where Vera throws the straws all over the place. Yes. Got a smile, got a song for the neighborhood. Things are great when you stand on your own two feet. Oh, shit. (laughs) Ah, what's the next line? Joe, come on. What's the next line? And this girl's here to stay with some love and luck. Life's gonna be so sweet. Or you do the ba 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 ba. Kiss my grits. Yeah, stow it. God damn it, like, you motherfucking cunt. Stow it, Vera. Dummy. <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> Spilling the straws all over the place. You fucking whore, flow. Get the fuck out of here, you whore. No, Vera threw the straws. I know, but the fucking whore flow, and then, but god damn it, uh, Alice, you moon. Remember you met about moonlighting? You were not a moonlight. <laughs> uh, oh, that show is so weird. <laughs> and Mel, and then remember uh, what's what's who's the woman that played Mel's mom? That old movie actress? Oh, Martha Ray. <laughs> Martha Ray. Wait, wait, wait. Comedian and denture wearer Martha Ray. Yeah, yes, yeah, Martha Ray it. played wow. Mel's mom. Yeah. And um, the one who, bringing it back to Snatch Game, yeah. the one who played Vera's husband also played Coco on the pilot of yes, the Golden Girls. You're right. Was it David Attenborough? No, it was not David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah. And, and he recently died. Mm-hmm. Like well, he recently died within the last couple of months. I well, don't from, know his name. Well, from Vera syphilis? died too. Yeah, Vera died like a, like years ago, like six or seven years ago. Uh, yeah. yeah, which to me she's because Linda Levin's still kicking. So is Polly Holiday, who played Flo. Guys, we're down, we're down this road again. Who, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Haley's mom Carl in the chat room. Haley's mom in the chat room says she had a crush on Alice's son. Who played Alice's oh, son? Well, no, see, she's <laughs> she knows what she's doing. That was my first. I would say TV crush was the. Uh, uh, Greg McKean or Doug McKean. He was Nancy McKean's brother. Tommy McKean. Tommy McKean. I was going to say, it's not Doug. Tommy, oh, no, no. Yeah. Philip McKean. He's Philip McKean. The kid's name was Tommy. Philip McKean. Yeah. Like the Baldwins. Yeah. All right. And, All right. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I didn't we, mean we, to go we, down we that road. Down. I'm sorry. I'm, everyone listening, I'm so sorry we went down. <laughs> By the way, if you ever go look, it's an awful show. It's an oh, awful yeah. Show. No, it's, it's, it's not. It, yeah, not good. It does yeah. not hold up. I just you know who we something should have no. done. What? He he should have done Hugh Grant. <laughs> well, I'm surprised. Why didn't something do some? Why didn't not to play in the stereotype, but maybe he should have done like an Asian kid. Like maybe he could have done the woman who sang Bali High in in South Pacific, or I don't know. <laughs> 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 or Amelda Marcos, or um, Amelda that Marcos. One nurse on that, that one nurse on Mash. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Lee, the the girl, whoever Lilo or Stitch is, I don't know which one is the girl. Lilo, yeah, yeah. Lilo or Moana or the dad of Moana. Yeah. The entire cast of China Beach. Yeah, Dana Delaney. He could have been Dana Delaney. <laughs> and uh, and what's his name? The, he could have done that woman in the commercials, like Ancient Chinese Secret, huh? Secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did he do? That? Hello, Mister Eddie's father. Oh yeah, we yeah, need yeah. more Calgon. <laughs> an Asian woman in a Calgon commercial. Yes, God, she Jesus was because her dad was the the laundry guy, and 
how do you get your Mr. Chang? How do you get your clothes so soft? Ancient Chinese secret. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, it's cow gone. Was ancient, it? Ancient Chinese secret, huh? Yeah, exactly. That's who something wants you to play. That's right. She would he, still be He, he should play Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> if only she knew how to take advice. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, by the way, I want to mention that the Viv, uh, Donald Trump, and Bagus Thatcher, I mean, they knew they were playing right into RuPaul's hands. You know, she loves that stupid... <laughs> Humor where you're just saying bad words, person. <laughs> saying you crack that shit. So, in fairness, I thought the Vivian did a really good. She did. She a did a job. very funny. I was very dubious coming into it, and she mm-hmm. did a very good. Uh, not just on the stupid lines, but she also got his his ridiculous speech pattern down pretty well. Yeah, like that, he like kind of mashes words together. Who's not lying? That is a stellar impression of Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. All right, it's elimination day. Why did, wait, yes. wait, why did Margaret Thatcher have red eyes? I think if she was like the devil, maybe. I thought that was a political okay. statement. Yeah. Okay. Which is funny because the big rumor that Baga has had a quash is that she's uh, a, to- a Tory and that she's a conservative. And she's come out publicly to say she's not a conservative. I don't know what's that all about. But anyway, it's Elimination Day, and most of the girls feel pretty good about their performances. Davina is rethinking her choices as Julia Child. Baga Chips, meanwhile, thanks Davina for letting her have Margaret Thatcher. Davina says she would have done just as well as Baga had she stuck to playing Margaret Thatcher. I kind of highly doubt that, but all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep telling yourself that, Davina. Uh, later, Davina talks about being married, and the other girls talk about their relationship statuses. Blue shocks the cast when she tells them that gay marriage is not allowed in Northern Ireland. They all have a long talk about how fucked up that is. Uh, Taylor, what were your thoughts on this whole elimination day? Um, I thought that the the, the conversation with between Davina and Baga, where she goes rather than just sort of commend her, even though they did clearly cut to a shot at one point after Baga said something in Snatch Game, where Davina almost looked like she was going to cry, mm-hmm. where she looks like really uncomfortable just because she, I think she could tell the Baga was killing it. Mm-hmm. Rather than just kind of have that stiff upper lip and just say, you did a great job, for her to make that statement was not cute. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the the marriage conversation, it is... The whole idea of this of this one religion that kind of comes in and says it offends us so you can't do it is terrifying because that's the type of thing that could could have just as easily happened here. Mm-hmm. You know, it with, did happen here for decades. Well, yes, but I mean, but there but there wasn't it wasn't where that had a such an of the religious right had such a official power of where they could actually present a letter. Mm-hmm. You know, they did it through backroom you know, shenanigans and stuff, but I, I, it just, it, it does make me sad. You know, I'm very, I've, as I've mentioned multiple times on the show, I am fortunate enough to be married and I'm very happy in my marriage. And I can't imagine a world at this point where I didn't have that opportunity. I thought at one point I would never have that opportunity. So I, I get now kind of what the, what the other girls were saying were like, that's so fucked up that you can't do that. You know, and when it's part, it's, it's, it's kind of like the way it was where you could get married in some States and not in others mm-hmm. at one point until it became nationwide here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's weird. It's, it's just weird to think that they are still so far behind the times. Well, we, yeah. Why, and it, yeah, I, I think though you're, our, ours is very recent. 
Like it was, it was Obama's first term where he couldn't even publicly endorse gay marriage, right? He had to say, ah, I'm for civil unions, but I'm not for gay marriage, blah, blah, blah. And then by the middle of his second term, when he finally, you know, endorsed uh, gay marriage, because his daughters and his wife had changed his mind. That was the official line anyway. It's mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. It, it, it's not that long ago that, you no. know, a Democratic president here in the United States said that we don't support gay marriage. We only see we should have separate but equal rights for, for gay marriages, like as far as civil unions can go. So it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things is like, yeah, we have gay marriage now, but it was we spent decades fighting for that. And we I, dealt I, with these same religious assholes then that were that they're dealing with over there. So. I get that. I just know that over time, once you saw with Massachusetts and you started to see with other states slowly over time, there felt like there was a level of hope that it would go nationwide at some point. But, you know, living here in Florida, it was very, you know, I used to say all the time, we'll be one of the last states. We'll be one of the last states that that actually if if we ever gets to where it's just it's a state's rights things and we get to that point, that'll be what ends up happening. So let Um, me let me pitch you this idea. Because this really kind of felt like a producer question. Like, hey, here's a good topic. Oh, yeah. Team Crowbar. Oh, yeah. No, that was clear. But is this this didn't feel like like the the same kind of producer question that would get asked just for salaciousness or just for, uh, you know, controversy. This kind of felt like a producer question that was planted like, hey, this show is going to be widely watched throughout the entire country. Maybe we should draw attention to the fact that. You know, Ireland, Northern Ireland doesn't allow gay marriage and that that's really fucked up. Wait, what? They don't do that? Hey, why? What can we do to help? Like, do you think maybe it was producer uh, fuckery here in a good way of like bringing that to light? Well, I I think that there have been times in which they have talked about things on Drag Race US that it did feel like they were using – the producers were using their power for good versus just salaciousness or for drama. Um, I think in talking, the one that kind of comes to mind is some of the conversations about talking about uh, Pulse is one where they talked about what that was like for our community, um, I think, is one. And I think, you know, some some of the conversations about the coming out process have been great and and how some queens you know Kim Chi is an example of a queen that has never that you know had not come out to her family and that was even on this season that was some ting hadn't come out to her family yet um so it, i agree with you that it might have been where they thought hey we have an opportunity for change here this is going to be a show that a lot of people are going to watch and it, i i think that you know if it was a producer question then kudos to the producers for that for getting that discussed and discussed in a way. Of course, we we often pass things off to a producer. It could have just as easily been blue, right? Like, hey, this is an important political issue that maybe people don't have insight into that I should probably bring up while I I have this platform. Yeah, I think that we all just because of, you know, when we would talk about mirror moments and stuff, I just assume at this point that those moments as everybody's getting ready are somebody is feeding somebody a line. Yeah, I haven't felt as staged on this UK version. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't gotten a lot of mirror moments, but I don't feel like they've been as staged as some of the previous. I don't think the mirror moments have been staged as much as I feel like some of the things that they're saying when they're sitting around the work table before they get rude to call them over the video screen. Some of that stuff feels very scripted. Like they're being fed lines to yeah. me, particularly blue, 
you know, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying. Blue does kind of look like she's reading off cue cards some of the times. So <laughs> where, where even if it's not where she's reading off the cue card, it might have been where they said to her, you know, because even like the whole idea of her saying when she said in the beginning, bringing it back to the beginning of the episode, talking about stepping her pussy up. Mm-hmm. And there was something very odd about the way like she like she kept trying to say it. You know, I said I would step my pussy up and I do have to step my pussy up, but I really need to step my pussy up if I'm going to step my pussy. OK, stop stop saying step, step it up. We, we get it. We get it. You, you need to do better. You know, but it feels like somebody said that and they used that word for her. So she was trying to use it to get used to the idea of using it. But what I don't get is how had the girls not how do those other British UK, I mean, those other UK girls not know that gay marriage is illegal in Northern Ireland? They're like, what? That seems sort of like you you think they would know. Well, all right. If they had some back ass law, back ass word law in Nebraska, would any of us know it? Mm-hmm. I'm serious. I mean, it's like, yeah, no, it's maybe. like, yeah, they, they live in the same country, but it's a, it's, it's not as a huge country, but it's by no means small. It's not like you could just walk it in a day. Yeah, no, you're right. All right, now let's talk about, I'm sorry, Taylor, your least favorite part of the show, so we'll just skip right past it, but the looks. Uh, category is weird science, genetically modified drag queens. Uh, Taylor, you don't have to weigh in, but Daniel, what were your thoughts here on the looks? <laughs> I wrote down as having a star next to them as people that I liked, uh, Blue, Davina, and Crystal. I liked oh, I like the same looks. people, yeah. Yep. And as far as really shitty looks that should not have been allowed on the runway, uh, Baga and Vivian. I agree with we, we, I know. we I know. are in complete agreement this week, Daniel. Taylor, you also, agree too, right? Do you remember back at the beginning of the show when uh, Davina was loaning out her outfit to Baga and she was just like, well, I'm going to give you this because what you're wearing looks hideous. I was just yeah. like going, oh, my God, Alexis Michelle needed her on her season. Yeah. It also it looked like Davina bar like like that um, uh, the vinegar strokes left her bodysuit for v- the Vivian to use in the next episode. Yeah, that was not a good look. No, that was not a good look at all. Taylor, I uh, I hate to force you on this, but did you have any thoughts on the looks? I agree with the two. My favorite looks were Davina, and I liked Blue, and I liked um, Crystal. Those were those were my three favorite looks of the night crystal crystal kind of gave me shades of dragula mm-hmm. with the with the look and especially with the with the things she did with the um with the sparks and the and the metal cutter grinder. and all that kind of thing. Yeah. grinder as it were i i i thought it was a great punk look for for the the future of drag or sci-fi whatever it is so those were my three favorite looks as well daniel you gotta know that um taylor saw an email that i sent some people other afterthought people about the looks and my thoughts on the looks and he he got his feelings hurt and that's Aww. what's going on here why would why would you do that why would you hurt taylor's feelings i didn't know taylor was going to see it i know right <laughs> i didn't say anything bad about taylor mm-hmm. i was just using him as an example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this taylor the latte boy yeah <laughs> this motherfucking like that vera spilling straws all over the fucking place Hey, dummy, stop yeah. coming up with a 10-point scale. Yeah. Hey, Vera, stow those fucking straws <laughs> up your pussy, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> On the next episode that. of... I knew the 10-point. I know I knew the 10-point scale would come back in there. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. All right, very good. Um, <laughs> used to be sad. <laughs> used yeah. to be shy. Early to rise. Yes! <laughs> Early to bed. And 
Every which one they change the lyrics every season. This has got to be the first season. It's season one, yeah. Yeah. She's blowing the, the heat on her car with like a fire extinguisher. All right. Uh, okay. On the main stage, Blue Hydrangea and Cheryl Hole are determined. I'm sorry, are deemed safe and sent backstage. During their critiques, Bag of Chips and the Vivian are in the top, while Something Wong, Crystal, and Davina DeCampo are in the bottom. During the Untuck segment, let, uh, Davina lets it be known that she will not be spoken over. Shut up, I'm talking. Uh, Crystal critiques her own performance, and some is pretty happy with what she did. The cast then takes turns. <laughs> And in between, I cooked and cleaned and went out of my hands. <laughs> Going through life with blinders on, it's tough to see. I had to get up, get out from oh, wait. under and look. That's me. I didn't know that was me. I thought, I'm like, what's Daniel doing? <laughs> Why is it was Daniel too? I thought it was Daniel. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I guess Daniel's just going to weigh in here. All right. <laughs> You know, I like that version better. It was, yeah, was like, season oh, Daniel's two. Daniel's playing a sped up yeah. part. Okay, that was me. Sorry, because <laughs> <laughs> it was timed so perfectly too. It was. It was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, anyway, God. the cast then takes turns saying goodbye to something because it essentially was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I knew what's funny, and I threw my script. I'm like, all right, Dan's gonna do one of his classic, <laughs> his fucking classic brewer bits. Set up a Alice fucking, song is coming from within the house. He set up a mixer and everything so that he can play the theme song to Alice. <laughs> oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> so he threw the script like Vera threw the straw. Yeah, I was like, ah! <laughs> okay. I don't know why it's so funny. <laughs> I was gonna be like, you fucking faggot, Daniel, stow it. <laughs> Stow it, dingy. Dingy. Dingy, dingy, not dummy. Okay. And then Daniel would have been like, Joe, kiss my grits. Kiss my grits. When donkeys fly. (laughs) And then I would have started doing math where I draw the math in the air and then have to erase it when I make a mistake. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway, I love that basically they have a wake for something wrong. Like, they're like, like, we know you're going home. Like, we love you. It's like a wake for the living. No matter no matter what happens, and yeah. let's be honest, it's not good. Yeah. Something walking. Something walking. By the way, by the way, that was my Vivian impersonation. I thought you're it was welcome. great. Oh, I gotta tell you, Daniel. You're a right, you're a righteous cunt, Daniel. That's my Gotta tell you something, Joe. Gotta tell you something. Oh, this You just need to accept 
uh, criticism. You need to take suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? Suddenly it turned into something yeah. long. I have a it's good weird. suggestion. Stop pecking now. <laughs> okay. Uh, any thoughts on this? Wait, wait. I need to oh, flip yeah. my teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> any any thoughts on this untucked or anything like that? No. All right. <laughs> Back on the main stage, Bag and the Vivian are both named the winners of the challenge. Davina is told she's safe, which leaves Crystal and some Ting Wong in the bottom after a lip sync battle for their lives. Crystal survives to see another day while some Ting Wong is asked to sashay away. During her goodbye, Spice Girl, um, or I found out that RuPaul was saying the joke wrong. The point is that you say space ghetto, but you say it like a, like a, without the T. So you go, so you say like space ghetto. So it sounds like the, the Spice Girl, I guess. But it's like Spice Girl, the way a person was. It also sounds like Space Ghetto. But she goes, Space Ghetto. And you're like, okay, it didn't work there. <laughs> she said it three times. And I, I still, know. that is like with a big, huge question mark on my yeah, paper. Like, it was, what the yeah, f- it was supposed to be like, I couldn't see anybody. Spice Ghetto. You know? I don't know. I'm not British at all. Anyway, she goes backstage to cheer up something wrong, which I think was even, I mean, like, oh my God. And she looks so tiny next to him or her. Oh, she, she is, is someone in, in Discord earlier today pointed out that in the, uh, the promo shot for this episode mm-hmm. that Jerry's shoulders come up to RuPaul's waist in the oh, picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's it's a tiny, tiny, tiny one. And so I looked it up. Yeah, she's five foot one. Yeah. Oh, is and she? Oh, okay. Ru is six four. So anyway, uh, and not in heels. Daniel, any final thoughts on the episode? Yeah. So some of the things on the judging panel, I mean, it, it, no shock here that this show is, inconsistent mm-hmm. but you literally had michelle basically saying to bad guys like it needed to be more drag this is a drag competition after mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. coming right off of the week last week where the winner was well this one is less drag so <laughs> we're gonna give that one the winner it's just hugely uh con- confusing to me uh also Vivian backstage uh, in the in the untuck. I guess I should have brought this up then. When she was just like, uh, I'm, it, "It's eighty percent uh, acting and it's twenty percent costume." And she's like, "Where did she get those numbers from?" She's yeah, like, that was that's a where weird. she did better. That's where she did better. That's why she just pulled pulled those out of her ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing is this crazy. This is why I don't understand this jury lady. Everyone is going to watch Drag Race because of this. Something Wong embodies britain yeah they even were like uh god now i can't decide if that sentence right there something wong embodies britain is either genius political commentary (laughs) a la brexit or whether it's just she's an idiot and she's like talking about the drag queen the lady will not turn (laughs) that was something wong in the uh confessional stole my Uh, goodbye line oh is that really what it is Oh, These ladies will not be turned. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, do you have any final thoughts on the episode? I was not. I'm looking at the chat room right now, and they're yeah. talking about how great they thought the lip sync was. I was not impressed with. No, this it's lip horrible. Sync. Every lip sync is horrible. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was. They were not. They were not. As again, as a huge fan of the Spice Girls, back in my '96 green honda civic driving back and forth to work with the spice world cd and Mm -hmm. i I just not i was i wanted so much more i'm surprised they didn't do a jerry halliwell song Mm -hmm. instead of a spice girl song but maybe what the fuck is a jerry halliwell song yeah what the fuck what's that i know what do we know but they're they're, look at me is probably you you said three people bought that album yeah no three people i bought the the spice girls third cd 
that was when Jerry Halliwell left the band. And then she did an album called Schizophrenic that was big in the UK. And she had a single called Look At Me that was actually, that actually was a, a, not a big single here, but it was released mm-hmm. here as a single as well. But she really, she'd released a bunch of other songs. She has a great, a great greatest hits CD. If you, if you don't believe that all of these lip syncs are horrible, if you're listening to this show and you don't believe that, rewind the end part of this lip sync when it does for a second or two cuts over to Michelle Visage lip syncing the same song, and she's actually doing it way better than the two oh, yeah. people on stage. Mm-hmm. That are oh yeah, that. no, I. I agree. Alan Carr looked better lip syncing <laughs> song than they did. It's like they went out. I in don't the even know the words. It's like they went out in the streets and they go, "Have you ever heard of the Spice Girls?" And then and then they followed it with, "What would you do for a Klondike bar?" And then had them come in to compete for a Klondike bar uh, for the, the title of the lips. Like it was so bad. It looked like they had never heard a, lip, a, a Spice Girl song in their lives. It was the like I was like, is Crystal gonna get up off the floor? Like half the song she was just yeah. falling on the floor. That weird. I wouldn't even call it a death drop. It seemed like they just crumbled to the floor. Both of them. It was it was so bad. And I think that like, oh my god, this is the best lifting of the season. I'm like, it. I okay. okay. Are you I, talking about those mouth-watering ice cream bars from Con- Klondike? <laughs> available, available in several different flavors, including well, I, Heath Bar. And, yeah, well, uh, I am. Chuck, Actually, I can't Christy. stand a Klondike bar. I hate them. I would do nothing for a Klondike bar. Nothing. Oh, I thought it was a new sponsor. I'm sorry. I was, I was just no, going. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. no. Those, I, yeah, I will not do live reads on this show. It was just such a random fucking thing to stick in there that it was just... <laughs> You know what, Joe? If you're not into fudgy brownies and ice cream, do not buy this Klondike bar. You know, it's getting to be that time of the year where the winds get a little cold and chapstick flavor crazes are just the absolute (laughs) best thing to keep your lips nice and moist. Especially when you're doing a podcast like me. Can I interrupt you for a second? If you're you're not using uh, Burt's Beeves, you're a communist. That's what would happen (laughs) if I did a live read on this show. And I'm like, oh, God. You know, I'm sorry, I don't have I couldn't, time I couldn't as a hear you because I was too busy drinking my Dasani sparkling lime flavored water. Yeah. As a busy podcaster and programmer, I don't have time to read War and Peace. Thank goodness my Audible uh, <laughs> subscription allows me to listen to it during my commute. And if you use the offer code, I get so embarrassed because the, the offer code my manager always sets up is Drag Race. And I'm always like, oh, God, this is not good. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 1. So, for Daniel Brewer and Taylor Lelante Boy and myself... Bum, 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 bum... any comments thoughts or questions about drag race uk email us at drag race recap at gmail.com follow us on twitter and instagram at drag race recap our instagram account is managed by steven starling you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash drag race recap if you want more access to drag race content and other afterthought media shows support us on patreon at patreon.com slash afterthought media Follow Daniel Brewer on Twitter at Daniel Brewer. Also, subscribe to his YouTube channel at youtube.com slash WDW Aristocrats. That's W-D-W-A-R-I-S-T-O-C-R-A-F-T-S. 
Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>